Hello and welcome to Over the Air Christian Podcast. We are continuing a Bible series about family and how Jesus ministered to and taught about family in the four Gospels. This four-part series is made with Hosanna Church of Montreal, Canada. To find out more about Hosanna Church or visit on a Sunday morning if you're there for worship, you can see the information in this episode's podcast notes. This episode is from the Gospel of John, chapter 6. First, I would like to focus on chapter 6, verse 44 to 45, and then I will expand on the wider context of that part of the scripture. In John chapter 6, some people were asking, Who is this Jesus? Isn't he the son of Joseph and the mother that we know? And then, in verse 44, in response, Jesus said, No one can come to me unless drawn by the Father who sent me, and I will raise that person up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. This is what Jesus said. One more time. Just reading from the first and the last line there, okay? Jesus said, no one can come to me unless drawn by the Father. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. This is what Jesus said. Meaning, the Father in heaven draws his children near with teaching. Teaching which we have to listen to, having heard it and learned it. The Father in heaven draws his children near through teaching. And anyone who willfully listen and learn from God can come to him through Jesus Christ. Teaching draws families together. Teaching draws family together. And families come closer by listening and learning from God. God draws and attracts his families and children that are his By teaching, that's how the Father in heaven draw near his children. Everyone and anyone in a family can listen and learn from the teaching that comes from the Father in heaven so they can come closer to Jesus Christ. And whenever someone in the family wanders away or breaks off, it is with teaching that the Father draws everyone near again to attract them back, to woo them or win them back, with teaching that comes ultimately from the Father in heaven. When love has gone cold or when relationship becomes distant, when family is knit tightly together with warmth, with unity and love, it is the teaching that honors God in following Jesus Christ that keeps and brings a family together. Keeps and bring family together. Fathers play a special role in families in this regard to attract, draw near, and unite families with teaching that comes from God the Father in heaven. But even for those without husbands or fathers or families, we all have our Father in heaven together. And that's why Jesus says, everyone who has heard and learned can come to the Father through me, Jesus. In that way, we all become the children of God together. What our Father in heaven teaches as to the content of what God teaches is the righteousness 
of Jesus. What the Father teaches from heaven is righteousness that comes from Jesus Christ. He teaches it to us so that we live in it and we live by it, the righteousness of Jesus. The righteousness of Jesus forgives sins, erases faults and accusations. The righteousness of Jesus provides a bedrock of grace, readily welcomes and forgives. For young and for old, every lost son or daughter before God, the righteousness of Jesus welcomes and forgives. And the righteousness of Jesus put out scoffers and leads families that invite him closer together. There is forgiveness available in a family taught by the righteousness of Jesus. It is righteous of him to forgive us so that we can forgive each other in a family. His forgiveness over us is valid and acceptable because the one who forgives us, Jesus, is righteous. Forgiveness wouldn't strike the same way if it came from a lawbreaker or a criminal. But Jesus is the most righteous before God when he forgives us. That's why his forgiveness over us is acceptable before God and valid. When we receive forgiveness from Jesus, we go on to forgive others as well. In the grace of God this way, family becomes a safe space that keeps trouble at bay, troubles like insecurity, anxiety, bullying, or fears that come from within or externally without. The righteousness of Jesus matters because in reality, even in family and in life, we do face anxiety, we do have shortcomings, sometimes even disagreement, if not discomfort, in the family. The bigger the family, the bigger the need to unite, and the greater the grace of God that covers all. We need the righteousness of Jesus taught into our families. And the righteousness of Jesus is a way of life to be taught in every family and from the Father in heaven. Jesus introduced himself to us in the Gospel of John as the way, the truth, and the life. He is the truthful way of how to live. The teaching in a family that honors God is the teaching that reveals Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life. Let me say that one more time. The teaching in a family that honors God is the teaching that reveals Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life. The life that we cherish because it is given by Jesus Christ. The truth about ourselves according to Jesus Christ. And the way we face every challenge and difficulty in being obedient to Jesus Christ. That's the kind of teaching to be lived out, demonstrated, and to be taught within family. Life that is cherished because it is given by Jesus. Truth about ourselves according to Jesus. And the way we face every kind of challenge and difficulty in being obedient to Jesus. It is not our own righteousness when we do these things. That is the righteousness of Jesus and we live by it, and therefore we give thanks to God for it. The good news is that God does draw His children near. The Father in heaven draws us all near with His teaching. God even draws near or attracts all His lost children. 
everyone in a family can be drawn near by God to listen, having heard, and to learn from the Father in heaven through Jesus. Jesus said, everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me, young and old, parents and children, husband and wives, without bias or prejudice. Everyone can draw near and listen and learn from God's teaching that way. A willingness and attentiveness to draw near to God, to listen and to learn from God is one of the best demonstrations and example family members can set for one another. The willingness and attentiveness to draw near to listen to God is one of the best demonstration and example family members can set for one another. Live out with one another. Personally invite God's presence and teaching constantly. Whether you are busy or when you are resting, invite the presence and the teaching that comes from God in full view of everyone in the family. That's a great way to honor God with family. And to the younger ones of families, observe the outcome of a godly livelihood. Imitate likewise. Draw near to listen and learn to follow in it. The Bible says that the righteousness of Jesus that is established fends off even anxiety and fears in your life. If you wish to wash your life clean from fears and anxiety, observe the lives of God-fearing men and women who follow the teaching of Jesus and see how they live victoriously from fears and anxiety. My prayer to the Lord our God in the name of Jesus. Lord, teach us your way. You are righteous and just. God, I pray for families that need your teaching. And in your name, I pray and ask for Father in heaven to draw them near. Teach us your ways, O God, in how to live. To live and walk in your truth and fear your name with an undivided heart. I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For our listeners who may want to get deeper into the teaching of the word, I would like to outline some footnotes in this episode for you so you may investigate closer in your time with the Bible as well. This will explain how this message was formed. So looking at John chapter 6, okay? When Jesus said, It is written in the prophets, they shall all be taught by God. It's very fascinating that Jesus said prophets, as in plural, more than one, more than one prophet. The most fitting references to what Jesus said would have come from the prophets Isaiah chapter 53, verse 13 to 14, and Jeremiah 31, 34. I will quote them in the podcast notes as well. There, the Lord spoke to his people through the prophets Isaiah and Jeremiah, saying, All your children shall be taught by God, taught by the Lord. That's the quotation. And they continuing on, 53, 14, and they will prosper in righteousness that is established. 
righteousness, thereby putting off, keeping at bay, keeping from a distance, oppression, fear, and the word that is used maybe terror in some translation, which in our modern day context would have been anxiety or bullying at varying personal, corporate, or communal levels, sometimes even in or between families. The righteousness that is established puts off oppression or fear or even terror. So even though the word righteousness isn't found in John chapter 6, by association it is connected through the quotation that Jesus gave. The righteousness which the prophet spoke about now revealed in Jesus put off, set into distance, anxiety or fears or even oppression or terror, even if they were in a family. In Jeremiah 31, it also says, They shall know the Lord from the least of them to the greatest, meaning inclusively children or parents or adults, everyone, from the least of them to the greatest, because I will forgive their shortcomings and remember their sins no more. That's Jeremiah 31. These are the two quotations Jesus drawn from. So to make sense of what Jesus said way back or forward in the Gospel of John chapter 6 about being taught by God, since Jesus quoted these two prophets, we have to string together all these pieces from Isaiah and Jeremiah, which Jesus quoted about righteousness and forgiveness of sins, that children and adults alike can all come to know the Lord personally to stay away from anxiety or fears. Back to John chapter 6. The wider context in John chapter 6 was the discussion about Jesus being the bread of life. And the listeners were confused and not happy. How can this Jesus say, eat his flesh or drink his blood? Uncomfortable as it was, it's really a metaphor about accepting his teaching. Because Jesus spoke about being taught by God and quoted the two prophets. And to accept the teaching of Jesus is to receive his righteousness, to acknowledge the death of Jesus in the flesh and his shed blood as atonement for our sins. That is what grants righteousness from Jesus. So in righteousness of Jesus, he made forgiveness of sins possible by his death. Hence the shocking imagery of the flesh and blood compared to the bread of life. And all this conversation took place because someone complained in asking, isn't this Jesus, son of Joseph and his mother, so-and-so, in the context of a family relationship, complaining in a way similar to when manna fell over Israel's exodus, where they also complained, thus reinforcing that God is at work again through what Jesus is saying about himself being the bread of life. And in response, Jesus peeled back a more profound layer of reality that the children of God, young and old, will be taught by God about his righteousness via the two prophetic quotations with his listeners at a time. And that's how this message was formed, by tracking down the quotations Jesus used and allowed scripture to interpret itself. Jesus was incredibly knowledgeable as a teacher and in knowing and using scripture. Thank you for tuning in. Signing out from Over the Air Christian Podcast. Peace. Thank you.